What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Political Panda Program. Happy Tuesday. Of course, it's Thanksgiving week. And of course, yesterday, we completely for fucking forgot Joe Biden's birthday. How boring is Joe Biden? I literally forgot it was his birthday until after the show went up. And I was like, oh, it was his birthday yesterday. Genuinely forgot, honestly. Really, the only thing that we got out of it was something way better than than learning about Joe Biden's birthday. Of course, we'll also find out more on why sometimes scientists are just plain wrong to end today's show. I mean, truly, I, I've there are some opinions that are bad in this world, and there are some that are just plain wrong. You know, there are some opinions that you can... You know, it's, you can agree to disagree, but there, there are some that are just plain wrong, and they cannot stand. Of course, there's much more all on today's show. However, jumping right in to New York to begin today's show, I, new, you know, I, I must say, you know, when the federal government tries something and it gets shut down immediately... You would think that you wouldn't really try to do this, but, you know, New York, the pinnacle of smarts and high IQ, here is Governor Kathy Hochul, all up until about the first time I saw what she looked like over six months ago, that I think she was a really old woman, announcing a brand new ministry for students in New York. Today I'm directing the director of Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Services to develop media literacy tools for K through 12 in our public schools. This will teach students and even teachers to help understand how to spot conspiracy theories and misinformation, disinformation, and online hate. Start talking about what we're seeing out there. Give the teachers the tools they need to help these conversations in school. And by teaching younger New Yorkers about how to discern between digital fact and digital fiction, we can better inoculate them from hatred and the spread of it and help prepare them for a very fast-moving and often confusing world. Yes, that, that, that is right. There is now a Ministry of Truth inside of New York for students and... Um, now, obviously, what she said there is just all wrong on so so uh, so ma so many levels. First of all, <laughs> it's it's really interesting to you know the people who are told and brought up upon with this stuff seem to really be sort of the ones that have a lot more you know hate, do a lot more violence. You know, I I, I tend to notice that in a lot of the footage that I you know has now been out there from January 6th inside the Capitol. I, I've noticed that not many of those people were, you know, going around like viciously, you know, beating up Capitol Police officers or, you know, just straight up, you, you, you know, committing heinous acts of, you know, of, of crime. You know, I'm, I'm noticing that they were just kind of like peacefully walking through, like, no one, no one really knew like why they were there. They're just like, oh, hey, how's it going? Ever, you no, know, but I, I'm, I'm tending to notice that in other parts of, uh, you know, the country where leftism is almost a disease, it, it's like a fucking. I, I mean, when you have, you know, basically almost like a 
DNC getting headquarters getting attacked. You have different functions across the country for Democrats just being attacked for them not being, you know, pro pro terrorism enough. You know, the party that seems to say, "Hey, you know, we're trying to protect you against all this disinformation out there," seems to be the one spreading the most disinformation. But hey, hey, at least. At least, you know, with New York, they're not as ironic as this shit is. Th this, you, you, when you hear this, it's not going to make sense in your brain. It's going to be like, huh? That, that doesn't make sense. And I'm going to tell you, it doesn't, but yet it's somehow real. So out in Maryland, there is a pro-Palestine activist who works with the Maryland Task Force that is meant to address hate crimes... And I, I, I kid you not when I say this, it doesn't make sense. Has it compared sort of the horrific attack against the, uh, you know, posting, you know, anti, you know, Semitic stuff. And then she went ahead and compared the, the nation of Israel, you know, the Jewish state of Israel to Nazi Germany. Now... You might be a little confused, like I am, because in no world does that make sense. Like, uh, yes, yes, yes. Nazi Germany and Israel, same thing. Same thing, you know. Israel, funny mustache people committing genocide, you know, because I've heard all about the concentration camps in Israel, you know, just utterly slaughtering Palestinians in a gas chamber. Yeah, mm, mm-hmm. And those, those, those work camps, ugh, brutal, brutal, ugh. And those, like, tattoos with numbers on their arms that are just never gonna go away? Ugh, pa poor Palestinians. I mean, my goodness, I couldn't believe it. It's nothing but an act to these people. Ah, you're anti-Semitic, but, but fucking saying literal terrorist propaganda right to you. Right to you. So yes, yes, yes. Israel, the, the Nazi Germany state. Meanwhile, you know, the real hero, Hamas, a group of fucking terrorists. Terrorists that hide within its own citizenry inside of a hospital, inside of mosques, inside of anywhere they can to fully, you know, make sure that they can then go, look, look, Israel is killing citizens and innocent people. Oh my goodness. It's almost like we're hiding literally amongst our own people because we are monsters and absolutely despicable pieces of human garbage. My goodness, because we've learned on how to propagate to a whole bunch of useless and useful idiots in many countries around the world were geniuses. My goodness, it's fantastic. Well, of course, two lawsuits came out yesterday. Of course, Elon Musk's thermal nuclear lawsuit, as he calls it, against, of course, Media Matters and, of course, the AG of Texas, Ken Paxton, also joining with his own investigation into media matters of course it's not surprising media matters deserves it for straight up trying to sort of 
game the system on X to try to make it show anti like show ads next to like posts that would you know advertisers wouldn't want to be next to except what huh it's just in that the photos might have been docked because x engineers could not seem to actually find any collaborating proof that those images had happened and that if they did they were the only person on the entirety of twitter to see that what that's what that's craziness who would have thought who would have thought that what that's mm, that that that's ridiculous come on come on that's that's crazy what that's that, that's 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 just not possible i mean come on now that that would just be ridiculous mm. yes media matters the uh such a, a a great a great business um truly not a terrible organization you know because they make sure that you know that the the media matters and that they really point out they're really good at fact checking uh they're, they're definitely also not associated with domestic terrorism that's not at all nope mm -mm. definitely definitely nothing there at all nope okay but you know I'm, I'm sure it'll be great i'm sure it'll be just a-okay other lawsuits also include uh True Social announced a full-on lawsuit against 20 uh, news media corporations as a defamation lawsuit against those. So, it would be interesting to see how, of course, both of these go. If I'm remembering off the top of my head correctly as of right now, I believe the actual lawsuit for Media Matters, I believe, is uh, actually going to be handled by a Donald Trump-appointed judge, if I remember correctly. So... It could be interesting to see how that ends up, but of course, uh, you know, it, it should be interesting to see. I mean, Trump's true social platform, it, it's not like it's the biggest platform. You know, it's its sort of like threads, like it exists, you know, it, it, it exists. It's not close to, you know, Twitter. But it, it, it's it's there. It it exists for people. Who I, I I don't know, but it's it's there. Speaking of people who are sort of just there, it was Joe Biden's birthday yesterday, and so how does he celebrate his birthday by posting on a dead social media platform, aka Threads? I know, I know. It, it, you know because when Twitter roasts you enough. You gotta go somewhere where literally no one is to post because basically no one's gonna see it because, you know, no one uses threads at all. I mean, of course, somebody's gonna notice and say, hey, Joe Biden's on threads and then post it to Twitter where it'll get like a billion times more traction because nobody uses threads at all. But of course, who cares about Joe Biden's birthday? Everybody knows that Joe Biden is getting old. And so is Donald Trump. But hilariously, on the same day as Joe Biden's birthday, Donald Trump decided to, of course, drop a full-on doctor's note. Basically, just going, yeah, no, like, Trump's health is great, right? 
I have been pre pre President Donald J. Trump's personal physician since 2021. During this time, I've conducted several comprehensive examinations, the most recent being uh, September 13th, 2023, and have, uh, and have supervised specialist consultations along with a whole bunch of testing, screening, preventative health uh, maintenance. I am pleased to report that President Trump's overall health is excellent. His physical exams were well within the normal range, and his cognitive exams were exceptional. In addition, his most recent extensive laboratory analysis remains well within normal limits and was even more favorable than his prior testing in some of the most significant parameters, most likely secondary to weight reduction. Cardiovascular studies are all normal, cancer screening tests are all negative, and President Trump has reduced his weight through an improved diet and continual daily physical activity while maintaining a rigorous schedule. It is in my opinion that Trump is currently in excellent health and with its continued interest in preventative health monitoring and maintenance, he will continue to enjoy a healthy, active lifestyle for years to come. Yes, that is directly from a full-fledged doctor's note released by Donald Trump on Biden's birthday. Where, uh, once again, uh, we, we see the difference just even some different people can be at different ages. Truly remarkable. Truly is. But of course, it is. It's it's remarkable. Can you believe that those two are, you know, so close together in age, and yet so different at the same time? So different. So, so different. Well, Thanksgiving is coming up in exactly two more days, I know. You'll have to once again suffer and be with your uh, with your family, and I know how much that kind of sucks. But do not fear, do not fear, as Thanksgiving menus will be cheaper this year. That's right, guys. It's gonna be slightly cheaper this year than last year. Now, of course, than you know some of the other years, but you might ask yourself, it doesn't feel like it's cheaper. And that's because it really isn't that much cheaper. While, yes, some prices on some things have fallen, it's just, well, it, it, it's just that if you're only going by President Biden's administration, it's cheaper than last year. But if you go back to 2019 before the Trump administration completely fell apart due to a weird, strange virus that may or may not have totally come out of a lab. It's totally not at all confirmed by several different U.S. government agencies and several people at this point as just a fact at this point. But that's besides the point. It's not. That's right. Some of the increases, by the way, for certain items are in the, you know, double-digit percentage increases of up to almost 50 to 48-plus percent increased over just 2019 in terms of prices so you know just 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 just, just it's just a little bit more by the way back in 2019 for like your sort of average you know thanksgiving meal cost before covid hit was about 48.91 hmm now how much is it getting up to nowadays uh about eighty dollars. So as you can see, it, it it's, it's uh, doubled. So um, yes. Hopefully uh, hopefully you didn't want to eat too much on Thanksgiving. You know, uh, hopefully you were going to go for a a bit of a 
Thanksgiving kind of diet type meal. Uh, and of course, to all of you that will be having extensive Thanksgivings with your family, I, I mean, you know, truly, hopefully you do. Uh, I'll be enjoying some nice sandwiches, personally. So, it'll be, for me, a lot of fun. Because honestly, I don't need an extravagant meal these days. You know, you don't want to spend too much money now on your meal. Too much. Too much. And $80 for all that, it's not, not worth it. Okay, there there are a lot of things in Thanksgiving meals I, I don't I don't really get. As a person who doesn't really eat much other than gluten and protein, I you know, there's there's a lot of stuff, a lot of filler, uh, even in here, and I'm I'm gonna drop the hottest take, uh or like the second hottest take in this uh episode of the program. Um I'm gonna be honest. I think a lot of the desserts that are associated with Thanksgiving, kind of mid. Kind of mid. Like pumpkin pie, pecan pie, you know. Like, realistically, I'm going to be honest. The only real pie I ever look forward to is an apple pie. I'm going to be honest. Like, pumpkin pie, kind of mid. Kind of mid. Like, a lot of foods to me during, like, Thanksgiving, kind of mid. I'm going to be honest. You know, like, I, I'm never really, like, that excited for Thanksgiving. Not because of what it represents, but because of the meal that inevitably goes with it. Kind of mid, I'm going to be honest. That that That's my sort of hot take of the episode. I find most of the things on the Thanksgiving table to just be mid. Just, eh. Eh. Except green bean casserole. That, that thing can be burned in a fire, okay? That thing is terrible. Okay, whoever, whoever thought casseroles were a good idea, yeah, that person needs to be banished to, like, the sixth circle of hell. Okay, that shit is the most disgusting fucking thing ever. Okay, that, that, that can go there with, like, ranch in the same place. Okay, that, that, that does, not, does not belong as what's considered food. That's, it's like, sort of, like, the shit you would shovel to, like, peasants in, like, the colonial times. Or, like, it is... It is food that I would feed my worst enemies. Like, it is disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting. Just, ugh. just even thinking about it, just it paints a bad mental image. So we're gonna move on. We're we're gonna move on. So I guess you can't really enjoy just you know your breakfast cereal anymore. You know, I remember back when I was a kid. You know, like your your box of like Fruit Loops would come with like a cool like. You know, like, thing inside of it, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, But now, I guess, kids get, you know, just full-on indoctrinated nowadays. You know, they can't just have their cereal. You know, there isn't, like, fun things on the box anymore. It's now just an open digital library full of propaganda. Yay! Why, why can't we just leave children alone? Like, is it really so hard to just let them be children? It, it, you know, I, I I, mean, I got to be just, you know, a child. And, and you know, I, I seem to be just all right. I, I didn't have to be indoctrinated to every five seconds in order to believe a particular ideology. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I grew up being able to figure things out on my own. I, yeah. What is Kellogg's Fruit Loops 
EDNI Digital Library. It's a free online library of equity, diversity, and inclusion in family-centric content. Oh, yay. Yeah, yay. Just just what the kids wanted in their books. You know, not fun books and exciting books, but fun fun times for the whole family. So I I I guess we can't really just enjoy cereal anymore. Oh well. I guess that's a, another another breakfast item to uh, sort of put in the do not eat category. You know, in the world of women's sports, you know, it's kind of crazy to just know that they're so, you know, women are just incredible these days. You know, you know, you new women, you guys are incredible. You know, chicks with dicks, they're really incredible at really getting in the pool and just setting records. You know, we had Leah Thomas before, and now we've got a new one. We've now got a new one. My goodness. Yes. That's right. Chicks with dicks, they're really good at swimming. Who knew? It must be just something to do with, with just how all of a sudden you know you you change up a few uh, naming scheme in your name and you change how you identify and all of a sudden you just become a really good swimmer. All of a sudden, it's not like you started practicing more. It's not like you started you know being even more in shape or you know really putting in some effort. It's it's just it's just so easy. You know, you too can change your name. And maybe put a little bit of practice in the pool, maybe, you know, like for five, five, ten minutes or so. And you too, if you're in shape, can also just start breaking records as a chick with a dick. It's really incredible. I'm just, that's right, another, another trans swimmer. We have another Leah Thomas, Leah Thomas 2.0, was swimming for the men for three years in college and decided, you know, I too hate looking like a loser. You know, being sort of just a mediocre, uh, mediocre male swimmer. So I too am gonna switch to being a woman, and I too am gonna start breaking some records. That's right. All it takes, ladies and gentlemen, you change your pronouns, you you, you make some changes like that, and instantly you start breaking some records. So great job, chicks with dicks. You're really, uh, really putting uh, some great effort out there. Good job. Good, good job. Of course, some more congrats uh, goes to uh, North Korea, who have claimed, keep in mind, claimed to have launched a spy satellite into orbit. Now, now, of course, you know, sometimes we have to ask, did North Korea really do this? Or, um, you know, are they just saying they did said thing? Well, uh, you know, um, we're probably going to be, you know, a, a yes on this one. But, uh, you know, it seems that, though, they're, you know, they're, they're trying. You know, they're, 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 they're trying. But, uh, of, of course, you know, they, they are North Korea, and uh, it, it's a little hard for them. Especially, you know, when you're trying to work on projects but the only thing all your people can think about are where their next meal is coming from you know it's really kind of hard to get a good idea of what they uh what to do to actually get something into space you know it's it's hard to think about those things when you don't have 
you know, food in your stomach really hard. It's, it's quite difficult, actually. So, but, you know, good, good job, North Korea. Good job. So the BBC, not to be confused with uh, degeneracy, you utter just perverts. I'm talking about the BBC in the UK, obviously. Now, the BBC is an interesting organization of just completely being an anti-Semite when it comes to being on Israel stuff. Because, you know, they try their very darndest and hardest to, of course, wait until... Oh, oh, shoot. Oh, oh, guys, I'm terribly sorry. Like, we, we got this wrong. We're really sorry that we told you it over and over again yesterday. Well, well, they put out a tweet earlier today at literally 12.30 a.m. our time, or at least in my time, basically, in which they put out a thing talking about a study in which Black women most likely to die in medieval London plague. Now, you might think, huh? What What does that even mean? Yes, no, no one actually knows what this means. But basically, according to the folks at the BBC, the London plague, the one in medieval times from 1348 to 1350, was racist, apparently. You know, that's why it was called the Black Death. Obviously, it's obviously why. What's interesting, though, is that they aren't arguing that the plague was racist. They're instead taking a full-on systematic the view of systematic racism and painting it on the past to try to make, you know, you feel bad that because, you know, black people died in a plague in which it was a plague that wiped out, you know, a, a good amount of Europe. I mean, literally, no, like, a, a literal plague that wiped out a good portion of Europe, and yet, you know, obviously, very racist of it to do so. Uh, it, it killed the, the, how many black people were even in London? I mean, still, when you even think of London, the first thing you think of is, like, the whitest of white people. Like, like, like genuinely, I, I was like, it, I would be surprised if the number of black people inside of medieval London in the 14th century is is straight up like I'm gonna guess like within less than a thousand like less than a thousand like let's see population of London and the 14th century yeah the in the 14th century what what are we feeling yeah so around 800,000 or not 800,000 80,000 80,000 people the, the the population peaked and around was around 80,000 is what it seems to be right it's it's about you know some different there's some different estimates though is that like, it's basically less than 100,000, right? Less than 100,000, and even in some reporting, less than even, like, 80 to almost around 45,000 are some of the estimates. You're going to tell me that even at, like, 1,000, we, we are at 
we are at such low numbers of people. Keep in mind, in the city I live in, right? Okay, in the city I live in right now, in America, all right, in the city I live in right now, as of a few years ago, it's at 487,000 people, right? Like that, That's a good amount of people. That, that that is a good amount of people. Even here, even here, a majority of the people, right, are are sort are sort of you know, they're pretty 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 white, like like it is, it is pretty pretty overall white in here. So it it would be quite sort of shocking, to even see, you know. Like if out of that four hundred and seventy nine thousand in here, it it would be crazy of an amount. Wild, just wild. Yes, in in London, there was there was just so many, so many. You know, hearing that number of even forty five thousand, I'm gonna guess that there's within like a few hundred, like a few people, like a few hundred people. Would have been even at all black. Like it would have been in a crowd of like well over a hundred. It would be like maybe like one or two would maybe possibly be. And even then it would still be very unlikely. That's how that's how ridiculous of a claim that this article is. But yes, the BBC everyone. And quality reporting since day zero. Day none. So can you believe that people over in the UK have to pay for a TV license for these bastards? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The Black Death, everyone. Uh, extremely racist, obviously. Extremely, extremely racist. And finally, to end today's show, to end it right, scientists get things wrong. And, you know, they also say opinions that are, they try to pass off as not opinions, but this, this is just, this is just, no. No, it, it, this, this is just wrong on so many levels. Scientists make the bold claim that the best way to cook a steak is in the microwave. No, if, if, if a person tells you this, laugh them out of the room. Or shame them out, or whatever you have to do. Okay, the, no, 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 a absolutely not. A absolutely no, no. The the type of people that that microwave their steak are the same type of people that I posted back on November tenth. They're the same type of people that got the freaking you know their iOS home screen is the most disgusting looking thing where there's just numbers everywhere. Okay, it's despicable. Don't microwave your fucking steak, you animal. Okay, for the love of God. Okay, the cow didn't die for you to put your goddamn steak in the microwave. Okay, put it in, actually properly make your steaks. Okay, do not, I repeat, do not put steak, even if you've seasoned it, in the fucking microwave. I, I... The idea that anybody would even possibly think to put a steak in the microwave 
is like that is some like you're at like the shittiest restaurant of all time levels of do not do okay do not do that please okay scientist or not do not put your fucking steak in the microwave i i, I don't think i can be any clearer on that do not Just do not do it I don't think I need to explain any more of why you shouldn't put steak in the fucking microwave. Okay, steak does not deserve the mic. There, there are foods that deserve the microwave treatment. Steak is not one of them. Okay, okay, okay. put only fucking dino nuggies in the freaking in the in the microwave. Don't be putting steak in there. Okay, don't do it. For the love of God, don't don't do it. But hey, that is going to end today's episode of the program. Of course, if you haven't already and you you made it all the way this far, please do consider subscribing to the show. Of course, follow on Twitter and True Social. Of course, you can also check out all the articles linked down below. I will see you all tomorrow for the Wednesday edition of the program.